Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's an audio extra with Crockett. Exclusively on Froggy101.com. All right, it's been a while since I've done any kind of podcasting or audio extra, so I thought I've been writing down some ideas here, people. I've been writing them down so I don't forget some funny stories of my past or some updates that have happened to me. And I've got a few that I'm going to be coming out with. A lot of people want to hear the whole story about I recently got staples in my head uh, after a a tailgate problem. I'm not going to talk about that one. Uh, Another one I'm going to talk about is how my mom used to punish me as a kid because TV, not going to my friend's house, none of that worked with me. But there was one thing that was kryptonite to little Crockett. But that's not what we're talking about either. Today, we are talking about the WWTF. (laughs) What is the WWTF? The WWTF take, well, uh, let me paint a picture. Let me take you back to, I believe, 2001. 2001. It was before 2001. It had to be like the year 2000. My buddy, my best friend at the time, his name was Cody Boyd. He lived a couple blocks away from me. He had a trampoline. Now, back in 2000, wrestling, pro wrestling, the WWF, now the WWE, was the big thing. And we couldn't get enough of it. And we decided we were going to start our own wrestling federation. We were going to start the WWTF. So (laughs) what on earth does WWTF stand for? Well, it was the, hold on, it was the Williamstown. So I grew up in a, a little small town in West Virginia called Williamstown. So it was the Williamstown Wrestling Trampoline Federation, the WWTF for short. We put a lot of th- <laughs> we put a lot of thought into the name here. Now here's the funny thing: we had pay per views, aka it was we we had four or five shows that we videotaped with my parents' camera, and and they were very hard to do because before we could drive, everybody lived around town. The people that were all in our wrestling federation, we all lived all over the place. So getting permission to leave the house on the weekend getting a ride, not having sports or activities or anything. So getting everybody together was always difficult. But when we did, we would have a wrestling pay-per-view. It was awful. And the funny thing is the the Williamstown Wrestling Trampoline Federation only had two shows with a trampoline. And then we ditched the trampoline completely and just got rid of it. So we we didn't bother to change the name. We we didn't change the name to anything else like the, the Williamstown Backyard Wrestling. We just left the trampoline in there, and we just never said what WWTF was. But we tried to follow storylines. We tried our hardest to be professional, especially as we got later into the years. Because you better believe we kept this all the way up until my senior year of high school. So my junior year was our last show, and I still have videotapes of the WWTF in my house somewhere. I've got a couple of them. I thought about trying to put them to YouTube, trying to figure out how to get it from VHS to the Internet. But they exist. They do exist. I still have them. Uh, <laughs> so the WWTF, we, we tried all sorts of things, but 
Once we got older and we could all drive, it got a little easier to have backyard wrestling. Now, yours truly, I originally came out as a cult, or no, my original wrestling name was HFK, the High Flying Kid. And the big storyline was I was wrestling Hellraiser. His name was Barry Boyce. We'll talk about him in a little bit. That The whole story here revolves around Barry Boyce. But I was the High Flying Kid. And we, our big angle, him and I, we would always go head-to-head in the main event. And we decided that I was going to, to have a retirement match. It was a retirement match. The loser had to leave the WWTF forever. There's no way the good guy, the high-flying kid, could possibly leave the WWTF. And I lost. And I, <laughs> I lost at... Oh, it was a night show. We did a, a wrestling show at nighttime. And we thought it was great. And it was terrible because there was no lights, so you couldn't see. It was just pretty much listening to our wrestling commentator announce a match in the dark. But I lost. I wish I, I'm trying to remember the night show, what we call it. We only did one night show, but uh, I lost. I remember I, was, I lost and I was retiring. But the angle was I was coming back. I was coming back under a new moniker, a new name. I came back as Colt Terrell. And it was funny enough, Barry Boyce, the Hellraiser, was the guy that gave me the name. I remember... We were walking through the hallway when Barry and I came up with the idea, and I said, Barry, I need a, I need a new name. I need a name. Think about one. As I was walking to class, he yelled, Colt Terrell. I said, what? He goes, you're Colt Terrell. And we stuck with that. And I was pretty much just a Kurt Angle ripoff. I was a ripoff of one of the popular wrestlers. I was an American hero. And I kept that Colt Terrell name all the way until my junior year when we got to our last show. Now, Barry Boyce, Hellraiser, the whole reason the story came to my mind was, so Barry Boyce, what was quite the character. Barry Boyce was held back a couple times and uh, eventually he got held back to my graduating class. I think he was supposed to graduate a year or two before me. He got held back. Uh, Barry Boyce ran with a questionable crowd, but somehow Barry Boyce loved pro wrestling more than anybody else in the world. So when Barry Boyce found out we had a wrestling federation, he wanted to be in it. I said, all right, Barry, you could be in it. We needed, we needed bodies anyway to fill the card up. So Barry... Joined the WWTF, and he was a staple heel, and he was hysterical. He was funny. And when I tell you this story, it is no lie. There's no fabrication of the truth here. Barry Boyce, <laughs> we, we decided for our last show it had to be a big one. We had to try and make a wrestling ring. We had to make a ring. Well, how do we make a ring? We're 17 years old. We have no income. We have no money. We have to make a ring. <laughs> Barry Boyce stole his parents' mattress from their house. He said, come to my house. We can get my parents' king-size mattress. And we're like, Barry, it's your parents' mattress. He said, I don't care. He said, they'll get a new one. And I kid you not, Barry and his brother Derek dragged his parents' bed halfway across town to the backyard. And his dad was furious. He's like, oh, my dad's going to kill me. But I don't care. We need a ring. You're right. This is the biggest show. And we ruined the bed. We destroyed it. It rained the next that overnight. It we ruined ruined his parents' mattress. The bed was waterlogged. It was destroyed, and we didn't care because we had we we had the greatest show planned. It was going to be it was going to be the greatest spectacle. We had all of we had the school coming. We 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 spread the word so much. We were actually going to have a crowd because before <laughs> our crowd was we had a boombox with uh a crowd cheering sound effect, the kind of place and we thought maybe we could fool people into thinking that there was a crowd, but it was just a boombox. 
Very stupid. Anyway, we were all excited, and I said the next day we got back. So we always held it at my buddy's mom's backyard, and she hated it. She hated it because we always just we do the pay per view and we just leave the backyard. <laughs> we leave the backyard a mess. We leave garbage. It looked like a bomb went off in her backyard. They had a fence at one time, a big wooden fence, and we went through the fence and we broke the fence in half. She had a big table. We broke her table in half. Well, we destroyed it. So anyway, we set up. We were all ready. Say so next day we got to John's house, and I asked Barry. I said, "Man, what did your parents say?" He said, "Oh man, my parents are pissed." He's, <laughs> I said, "What did they do?" He goes, "They slept on the floor. I'm in big trouble. It's all right though." So we had our big send-off show. It was last show. We actually had a pretty decent-sized crowd. We had about, when I said the whole school, we had about 10 people show up. And we wrestled in front of about 10 people in the pouring rain. And it was the greatest show of the WWTF. Uh, we went out. I powerbombed Barry, the Hellraiser, onto a trash can, a rusted trash can. And he split his hand open. It, it was bleeding pretty good. And he started wiping it on his face to make it look like he cut his face Oh, it was a disaster. But I think I still have that show, too. We had a ladder match. We had we thought it was the greatest show of all time, the greatest spectacle. And that was when the WTF, that was the WWTF's last show. Now, the story continues because uh, about an hour away, there was another school called St. Mary's. And St. Mary's, there was a kid that went to St. Mary's and he transferred into our school. And he was part of Wrestling Trampoline Federation. And they actually did weekly shows. Like they were for backyard wrestling people, they were they were serious. They had weekly shows. They taped them. They were like the first people I knew that knew how to upload videos to the internet. So they uploaded their shows. They had a full roster. They had storyline. It was incredible. They had pay per views. The parents must have just dumped money into it because they connected the ring to the porch. It was pretty neat. It was legit. They had the entranceway and everything. And they caught wind of the WWTF and they said, Man. We want you, Croc. We want you to be our – we want to make it seem like the WWTF got bought out by us, and we want you to be the new commissioner. And I was all in. I was so excited. I was perfect. I'm going to be the evil commissioner of this new wrestling federation. So they asked me for my picture so they could upload it to their website. They had the storylines already. Everybody was pumped. But let me tell you something. When you're 17, you have no income, and the weekly wrestling show is an hour away. Gas isn't cheap for a, a, a kid like me. So I just started. I just stopped answering their phone calls. I never showed up. <laughs> to, to everybody's disappointment, the evil commissioner never showed up. And I never had to answer to anybody because my dad then broke the news. We were moving to Pennsylvania. The WWTF died. Uh, I, don't, I think I may have went out as the champion. I don't know who the last champion of the WWTF was. But one day, I'm going to try. I, I'm going to try soon to get those videos uploaded. In fact, I even thought about if I do upload these videos, maybe editing them, re-editing them and trying to put graphics into it. And maybe even doing some over and, uh, over and a voiceover and announcing them. But I promise, the videos exist. I don't have all of the videos. In fact, we made a uh, the WWTF Hardest Hits. And when I was in high school, I was getting into video editing and a real basic video editing. This is 2002, 2003. So technology was not readily available. It was very hard to do video editing. And I had, I spent all my birthday money to buy this little video editing software. It was like $300. My parents thought I was nuts. And really all you could do was upload your movie into the computer and then just cut and splice it together. And if you had a DVD burn, you could burn it to a DVD, which we did. I had a DVD burner too. So I spliced all of our tapes together. I put it to music, and it got a lot of traction in the school. A lot of people wanted to see this brutal 
WWTF video, and it looked cool from what I remember. And I let the Hellraiser borrow it, and he lost it, and I never got it. I never made a second copy, and it disappeared. And I always wish I still had that DVD because it's pretty good. But the WWTF ruining parents, <laughs> ruining parents' mattresses since 2003. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.